What up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Up Next, the podcast where we tell you who's up next in youth sports. Uh, we're, we're in it again with basketball, heavy into basketball again today. Um, I'm Jamal Murphy, and of course, I got my co-host extraordinaire, Khalid Green, in the house. What's up, man? Peace, everybody. I'm happy to be here and more excited to be crossing the border and going to Canada tonight with, with one of the legends of, uh, of grassroots basketball, not just in Canada, but all over the country, man. I mean, all over the world. And that's my man, Ro Russell. And um, so he's on here tonight, and we have other special guests along with him. Many people consider the top player of his class, Elijah Fisher, along with his father, Rohan. So welcome, brothers. Thanks yes. for having us. Yes, welcome. Um, and, and like you said, Khalid, uh, we got a, a grassroots legend in here, uh, Roe Russell. And, you know, from what from all accounts, we may have a future legend in here in, in Elijah Fisher. But, you know, there's, there's time to go uh, for that. But let's let's uh, let's. Well, first, let me let me start quickly with with uh, Elijah and then we'll 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 uh, talk to Roe for a second because he has to get out of here uh, pretty soon. But Elijah, let me just to start off, just tell us how, you know, when you started playing. And when you when you when you got that love for the game, how long ago was that? I started playing around since I was like three years old. But when I really built the passion for the game, I was about in grade five, and that's that was that was around the time I met Coach Rowe, and he really showed me what I can do. So, uh, Coach Rowe, tell us about um, your relationship with with Elijah, and we know you know you have you have a long history in Canada producing uh, top top talent. A lot of these guys or in the NBA as we speak, but just uh, tell us about your relationship with Elijah and, and what makes him special. Um, well, we, we have a pretty good relationship. It all got started in meeting up with his father, Rohan, uh, back when Elijah was in the fifth grade. And uh, after we had that long talk about, you know, working with uh, Elijah over the next several years, then uh, we struck that very close bond and relationship of, uh, you know, understanding the importance of, of uh, development and, and putting that exposure piece to it and saying that we're going to go after every top player in America to show that you're just as good or, or not, if not better than them. And, uh, you know, it's been a very close family relationship uh, throughout uh, this journey. And, uh, you know, we have a very open relationship in terms of, you know, what's on your mind, how do you feel, what do you think? You know, let's let's figure it out how to make it best for everybody. So uh, it's been a very good, uh, very great, uh, you know, uh, journey so far. So, Ro, talk about your history, how you got started in this game, because you've really built an empire in Canada. All kind. I mean, at this point, you don't even talk about Canada as if there's any really talent level difference than the United States, because you've produced so many guys that have sh- showed improved. But when when did you get started in this in this business? And what did it take to get to this level for you? Well, it's been a very, very, uh, you know, long time coming. And, uh, you know, started out very, very, very tough at the beginning because Canada was a hockey country. So you had to fight through hockey and all the the different resistance with that. And then, you know, being a a black man and, you know, those kind of things, you had to fight the racism that comes, the systemic racism that comes with it as well. And then you had to work, work and just, 
you know, produce these players and, and develop them and educate them and travel all over America and prove yourself. So it's been a very hard journey and thank the Lord uh, God for being by my side and, and, you know, and give me the strength to, to, to do all the things I've done and give me favor and uh, met great people over the decades. And, uh, you know, um, we were able to show and prove that uh, there's top Canadians anytime, whether it be three star, four star, five star, you know, low major, mid major, high major that can do it just as well as the American counterparts, just that they, they got more than, the, than we do, you know what I'm saying? And, and here we have uh, Elijah Fisher that, like I said before, he's, he's going to be the, the best that, you know, I ever had and, and probably the best that we've produced in this country. And, and talk about, uh, I'm going to uh, get a little more arrogant for my man Roe right now because he's very modest. These listeners might not know when you say he's the best that you've ever had. Let's talk about your resume. That's a big statement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, 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 let's get to the brass tacks and talk about your resume, Rowan, who we're talking about on that list. Um, well, it's a long line. Uh, you know, I, I've almost had uh, 500 guys go Division One in my, uh, my my tenure, and I've had oh. uh, almost a dozen guys go to the NBA, the likes of uh, Andrew Wiggins and Tristan Thompson and Corey Joseph and Mike Bongo and Brady Heslop and Dwight Powell and – Angel Nicholson and Ken Birch and, you know, a, a host of other guys that have, you know, had a, a cup of coffee with the NBA and uh, I didn't, I had a great career in, in the G League and those kind of things. And, you know, was even training uh, R.J. Barrett when he was younger and advising his family all the way through. And so there's a lot of them that have come out and a lot in Canada, you know, that I haven't had myself, but in Canada, whether it be Jamal Murray, who, as you know, had a, a very, very hot playoff series. And, you know, obviously, you know, the great Steve Nash, the Hall of Famer, and, you know, the list goes on and on. But, um, you know, I think that uh, the thing that separates Elijah and what his potential is, he's had that mentality in, in like the, you know, the fifth, sixth grade. And a lot of those guys didn't have that uh, when they were coming up until they are like eighth grade, ninth grade, 10th grade. So if he keeps on that trajectory of really, developing and, and really, you know, going right all the way through it, you know, who knows what could happen over his lifetime. So how would you describe the 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 basketball, the youth, the grassroots basketball scene in Canada now? Um, is there a big difference between what's going on in, in the States now or, is, or have you closed that gap? Completely? We've definitely closed the gap in terms of uh, all through Canada. Now there's different pockets of places outside Toronto, which is the hotbed where they're really producing some pretty good players um, outside the main uh, city and area that we have in Canada. And, and guys are going down to America prep schools and being, you know, star players, they're being ranked in America, top ranked players, you know, going to major universities and doing great and also getting drafted. So we're definitely uh, closing the gap. We just that we have 38 million and America has like, you know, almost 200 million. So, um, that's the biggest difference right now. But we're really uh, having an opportunity to prove ourselves. We're in the gym all the time. We're getting better. We're going to America and proving ourselves at camps and tournaments and with AAU and high school. And uh, we're going to keep it going, you know. So uh, it's been a, a really good, uh, you know, go at it. I think something that's underwritten about the dynamic is the African diaspora because a lot of people like to give – Canada credit or even give America credit, but 
you know, this is, <laughs> these are basically <laughs> original African, you know, African, the motherland and West Indies where right. a lot of these young men come from. Even, even they call the Greek freak Greek, but he's not Greek. <laughs> he's, he's from Africa. So yeah, talk absolutely. about that. Uh, absolutely. Well, Giannis is, uh, you know, he's, uh, um, um, Nigerian born and, um, and grew up in, um, in, in Greece. And, you know, even like Elijah, his father is, uh, you know, as I am from Jamaica and came, you know, to Canada and, and made it happen from there. And, you know, whether it be Tristan Thompson or even Jamal Murray's father is Jamaican and the list goes right. on and on, whether it be Corey, Corey Joseph's father is Trinidadian and Guyanese. And, right. and it just goes on and on in terms of kids from, uh, you know, Greek, uh, I'm sorry, um, African background or West Indian right. uh, background or African-American background. So, right. um, you know, you're absolutely right in terms of that, that even though we're living in Canada, you know, it, you know, all, all uh, hail to the motherland. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, so, so Elijah, let me, let me ask you, um, you know, how you got to this level. Like we mentioned, you're, you're pretty much a consensus top five uh, class of 2023 a uh, 6-6 combo guard is how I've seen you uh, describe. Um, you know, I, you don't get to this level. It's not easy to get to this level. How how did you do it and how much work did it take? It took a lot of work. The way I did it was just really sitting down and putting down together a plan with everyone that was in my circle to see what I can do to get better and make my skills get from the level that they were from before to where they are now and just a lot of dedication and being obsessed with the game. And and let's talk about, I know Ro just talked about a mentality, and it seems like, I read about you, young bro, and it seems like you have a, a, a edge, because I saw it on your text messages, did you have like a you suck message that was, yeah. so talk about that, man, like you have a, you, you, I read where your father saw the text message or your mother saw it, and and it's something that you just kept because you saw a tweet or something that somebody sent and it, you've used it as motivation to, to push you. Talk about that type of mentality. Well, that mentality happened a long time ago. But when I really put that message into my phone is when I lost the game and I felt like I could have done way more in that game. Even though I had 30, I felt like I could have produced more to help my team win. And then I just put it in my phone ever since then. When I, when I, when I feel like I'm comfortable, that message just comes down on, onto my phone and lets me know that I can't be comfortable. At what age were you when you, did you feel that you, that you could really be special at this game? Like when was it that you really, it clicked for you mentally that, you know, oh, I, you know, I could be, I could be great. Right. When, when I figured out that I could be great, it was at age of 12 or 13 when I really thought that I can take this game to another level. Now, Ro told us something offline, which is unbelievable but it's believable that you'd started dunking in fifth grade. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. How, do, do you remember the, do you, rem you remember that first time still? Yeah. I still remember that first time it was heart racing. It was just shocking. Cause I remember I was working out with junior Kaduk and all of them. And then they're all doing athletic moves. And then all of them said, let me see something. And I just went up and I just dunked it. I was like, wow, just jumping around. Never knew I could do it. I'm wow. still saying, wow. <laughs> I'm, I have some ninth graders in the gym today and they still try to dump. So, <laughs> so tell us about, tell us about your, your, your routine. Your, your, you know, I'm assuming you work out daily. Um, you know, how, you know, what's your routine like the, the hours you put in on a regular basis, the, 
the different the different things you do to to uh you know to keep getting better well my routine now since school started is i wake up go in the morning get in the gym get some shots up after that then i go to school depending if it's online or in school then after school and school's all done we have team practice but before team practice i do a little bit of strength conditioning to get my body right and we have team practice do some team practicing and then get some shots up after it come home get some homework done and then same thing the next day. But then on weekends, I try to get in the gym two or three times a day. And this led up to how long have you had this routine? Like since fifth grade or has it picked up since, you know, getting the middle since, school? Since the fifth grade, school? it wasn't as intense. But when I realized I could really take it, I've intense. I made it way more intense. I've been getting in the gym way more trying to get it. And see, that makes sense to me because I also I also did some more homework where I read your stat line as an eighth grader. Ro, <laughs> this is ridiculous. Ro, as an eighth grader, we're talking about 23 points, point five, eight rebounds, four assists, two blocks, Ro? Yes. And, and the, Ro, the thing Ro, that, Ro, Ro, what's the cheat code, baby? <laughs> what's the cheat code, Ro? <laughs> hey, hey, I, I think there's something in the in that Caribbean water, you know, that, you know, that makes you right. go to that next level because people don't understand. That was that wasn't just like playing middle school because Elijah was in, in in um playing varsity like elite varsity with me from the seventh grade and he actually beat out a guy in the seventh grade to start as a seventh grader playing varsity elite varsity so as an eighth grader now starting he, he averaged those numbers as an eighth grader you know in playing elite competition like top competition four star four and a half stars five stars traveling to the states whatever so it's not just like in some low-level league with some you right. know, some okay talent talk about elite talent averaging those numbers so uh i just want to put that in perspective you know what i'm saying in terms of that absolutely 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 and it must be something in the water or it must be something in mr fisher's pots because yeah. i know jamaicans <laughs> are known for oxtails yeah. and 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 and, yeah. and, and, and rice and peas absolutely. mr fisher man that's Mr. Fisher, talk about your, this journey, man. How's this been for you, man, as as a father? Uh, you know, it's been it's been good. It's been real good um, to see Elijah and how how dedicated he is to, to the craft and the time that he spent in the gym just working on basketball and how obsessed he is with it and seeing all the success that he's attained just through his hard work. It just it just lets you know that once you put your mind to something and you gonna focus in on and just put in the hard work then anything is possible when did when did you as a father know uh that you had something special basketball wise on your hands i'm gonna tell this story man from from his birth <laughs> a lot of people a lot of people don't really understand like i i played basketball as well but no and at his age nobody could tell me that i wasn't gonna make the nba mm. but you know later on reality struck but when he was born I said a special prayer over him. I'm like, please, dear Lord, let this one year be the one. Let him be a let it let him be a basketball player, please. Look at his feet, his length. I'm like, okay, he's all good. He's good. <laughs> so from then I knew that he was gonna be a basketball player. So praise but, praise pra praise the Lord. And now I see why Rose gotta yeah. go to church tonight. <laughs> oh yes, sir, yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I Ro, I understand. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so you had you had uh i mean you 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 had a basketball background yourself but yes yes and uh so and you all you always loved the game you know up to, yourself, this, up so. to this day 
Uh, so you transfer, day. you transferred it over, uh, you know, it's genetic almost, or well, not even all I used to, I used to bring this kid here to my basketball runs in a, in a, in a stroller and have to fight with him to keep it in a stroller and stop running on the court and trying to touch the ball. Right. So wow. it went, went from way back. Wow. That says a lot. And, and, I'm, and we're hearing a lot about, you know, that goes back, you know, I guess it starts in the cradle because I hear a lot about his motor. Like, you know, a lot of people have said that he has a he has a motor. He doesn't stop offense and defense. Um, you know, where, where, where does that come from? Um, even Elijah can speak to this. Well, I can tell you, in the pot, man, I put a lot of yam, banana, dumplings, <laughs> all the Caribbean food. I, 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 got a, I got a recipe. But I ain't gonna give it all away though. No, 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 listen. Listen. Don't do that on here, man. Don't do that on here, Pop. You getting all hungry there. <laughs> I see you. Yeah. Give me some jerk. All I want is the jerk chicken um uh, formula. You know, that's all I want. <laughs> hey, they, they have the jerk chicken formula in the store, but it's not all the same like what we do here, man. I know that. I know that. It's a little bit different. I know that. <laughs> so Elijah. You know, you you get you're getting all the you know, you have all this praise, you're highly ranked. Um, you know, people you know, uh Rose saying that, you know, you could be the best player that he's ever had, you know, come out of Canada. How do you process that? Like the does that does that type of do those does that type of praise affect you one way or the other? It doesn't really affect me anything. I view it as nothing really because I'm not where I wanna be. I have a lot of dreams that I want to turn into reality. So everyone's saying this and that. Well, I haven't got the job done yet, so there's nothing to be happy about yet. And, right. and what are those? What are those like short-term goals and long-term goals that you have in mind? Well, to start off, my short-term goals is just to get better and better every day. I go in the gym as a basketball player, and academically is to get my grades to, to keep my grades on par, which they are right now. And then for my long-term goals, is to see a big smile on my on my parents' face when I do something great and to inspire my younger brothers to show them that they can do way more. That's a hell of a statement, brother. So, so it sounds like you're in your at least third with third or fourth year playing varsity high school. Yeah. I'm in my so third what, or fourth year. And I guess you went and, and Ro can speak to this. How, you know, how did you end up at that high school at that particular school? You know, how, how did that work out? Well, basically, um, when Elijah was in the sixth grade and he was, uh, you know, developing at such a fast pace, uh, I had gotten the job at uh, Crestwood Prep. And, um, you know, I, you know, met with his parents and I told him, I said, the way Elijah's going right now, we got to really extend him and really challenge him and really put him in this situation where he can really benefit from these, you know, years that, you know, could be regular middle school years that you, you know, you're not really, you know, working on your game as much or competing, but he could go in a, in a platform in varsity, you know, elite varsity basketball where he can really, you know, extend himself. And, and so they visited school and checked it out and, and they liked it. And, and Elijah really wanted to push himself and play with some of the older guys that we had in the program, like uh, Jacoby uh, Neath and, and guys like that. And, uh, you know, uh, like I said before, you end up coming in the seventh grade and starting, you know, as a seventh grader, you know, which, you know, never done, but never been done before, you know, for someone to do so. So, um, you know, it's extraordinary what he's been able to accomplish so far. And I read where Elijah does not want to 
almost do what all the other guys done, which is go play at the Monteverdes and IMGs. And he wants to, uh, do you still want to stay home and, and create your own pathway that I, I read about that? Is that, is that accurate? Yeah. I still, I still want to stay home, create my own path. Cause I feel like the player I am and skill level I have, I feel like there's no need for me to go over to America and just, just to be ranked on some, ESPN rankings or anything. I feel like with my skill set and everything, I'm good where I am. The looks are gonna come. Right, and you're and you're absolutely right because I spent as a scout. I was I was at that BioSteel um, uh, game and with a bunch of scouts, and we were running all through Canada looking for players and going to that camp. And so scouts know who you are. They're gonna know who you are going forward. So. The game has changed, and you're absolutely right. You can't stay home, and why would you want to leave that oxtail and the gravy and all that <laughs> stuff anyway? You know what I mean? <laughs> homemade, homemade. <laughs> I, I, I assume you've had you've been able to play some of the top talent in the U.S. in the off season, have you? Yeah, I've been able to play them off season and and during school season, be able to play them. And how and how do how have you felt? you know, in terms of how you stack up or competition-wise? Competition-wise, in the way I stack up, I feel like I'm a better player than everyone that I really played. I feel like I've showcased my talent even when I was a young, younger. I felt like I played the hardest I can and really showcased what I can really do. And it's just more and more for me to get better. How would you describe your game? You know, like I said, you know, people saying combo guard. You know, if, you, if I ask you how, you know, how you play the game of basketball, how do you answer that? I answer as a killer. I'm a killer instant. I'll kill anyone I see. doesn't matter who you are. doesn't matter where we are. I'm, I'm killing you. I feel like I get my team involved to hype them up. So it's not just me doing all the work. They're helping out, chipping in. And I feel like I can score the ball at will. Either shoot in mid-range, pull up for three, get to the basket, get to the foul line. I rebound, block shots, run the floor. I do everything for my team pretty much. And what, what players do you look up to, uh, you know, either model, you know, take parts of their game, model your game after, uh, you know, either on the college or professional level? Players I look at are players like Kevin Durant, the way, the way he has that killer, killer instant. He always has a chip on his shoulder to do something. LeBron, Kawhi, Curry, all of them, Harden. I, I really like the way that they play, and they always, they always play with a chip on their shoulder that they have something to prove. So the best of the best, he's looking at all of them. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> you know? And, and and what what uh what do you think that you have to work on to uh you know part of your skill set to really take your game to a whole nother level? Take to take my game to a whole nother level, I feel like I need to work on just moving without the ball and just able to catch the ball off curls, back doors, and it really enhanced me scoring the ball even more and just helping my teammates score more. And and on on a scale of one to ten, and I think I might know the answer to this already. But w how much do you love the game? Ten 11. being the highest. Eleven. Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Like and, okay, so you said uh, when you go into these games, uh, you look to kill, um, which is the appropriate answer because that's that's exactly what you you should be looking to do. But let's get off something. When you have when you have your earphones in your ear, all right. What is what songs are getting you hyped, man? Like I I I I reviewed your little list right here, man. You are you starting with Drake? 
Or are you starting with Gunner? Like, who, 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 what are we doing here, man? Little Baby, what are we, what are we doing, man? Right now, for me, I'll say Little Baby, Gunner, Lil Uzi, all of them. All those high intense music that get me pumped and ready, ready to go. All the littles, all right? Yeah. All the littles, all right. <laughs> Got you. Yeah, which, which, which he is far from little. Far from. <laughs> so the op- opposites attract, I guess. Yeah. Let, let me ask you, um, you know, you mentioned as far as high school that, you know, you, you plan on staying in Canada, um, doing it differently. What about, you know, have you started to, to think about college or the NBA, uh, whether you whether you want to play college basketball or do you want to go straight to professional? Have you thought about that? Well, for me as a player, I felt like if, if I go to university, it'll help me a lot. But right now, I haven't really thought of what would be the best situation for me. It all depends on what's the best for me as a person and a player to grow. And also, I noticed, um, you know, you're not you're not just a basketball player. Uh, you've already mentioned, uh, you know, uh, concentrating on your academics and, and being the best you could be in that area. And also, I saw recently that you that that you you said you were excited uh, when Morgan State was recruiting you because, uh, you know, you you felt you wanted to consider going to an HBCU. Um, you know, other players have have, you know, a couple other players, including Mikey Williams, have have, have mentioned wanting to do that. Uh, what's your what's what's your thought process as far as that goes? Like considering HBCU, uh, you know, obviously you, you can tell you're socially conscious, but what 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 went into you you talking about Morgan State in that way? Well, I want HBCU. I've I've always wanted to go to one since I was a younger child because growing up in the neighborhood I'm I'm in, I don't really get to learn about my history. Even going to the schools I'm going to, it's not dominantly black, so I don't really get to know about the history that I want to learn about. And I don't want to learn about other people's histories. I want to learn about my history and how that can make me better in the world. So it's always been something I've been considering. Mm. Yeah, my, I have a guy, uh, Julius Allen. He's assistant coach there. I know, I know the whole staff, so I'm sure they'll be happy to hear this podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Christmas present. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Real good shout out right now, baby. Uh, but it's, but that that's interesting, man. Like, so... Um, the fact that you want to know your history, I, I love Black history myself. What, 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 what was your mindset when you saw the protests and LeBron James with his social justice and promoting it the way he did, you know, and the way he used his platform? What was going through your mindset as a young athlete, young as Black a, athlete? As a young Black athlete, when I, when I see other people using their platform, it, it makes me feel good because I see that other people realize that, that everything that's going on in the world right now, that it's wrong and that people need to speak up. For justice right absolutely rohan let me ask you a question um you know kind of similar to what we asked you before like what's the experience what the experience has been like watching your son grow uh to this level and be this successful but what but when you look at this entire experience what he's going through what he's going to go through in the next few years what do you want him to take from all this you know along the way i wanted to learn there's going to be bumps along the way and I want him to learn and grow through those bumps. And I want to accept, I want to accept and know that failure, it's, it's not necessarily failure. It's life learning lessons. And I want him to take those life learning lessons and just remember and just kind of grow along the path to become a better man and just embrace failure. Know that failure is not the, it's not the end of it because 
the great businessmen, they succeed once, but they fail like hundreds of times. Right. So as long as you don't give up, don't ever give up. Just make sure that you get get back up, dust yourself off. Don't spend too long <laughs> crying and looking at the, the wounds. We ain't built like right. that. Right. Get up and brush right. that, brush it off, and just move forward. So in life, he's going to know that there's going to be a lot of struggles and things may not go his way, but it doesn't mean that he should give up. You always find another way and keep keep grinding. Absolutely. How about you, Ro, in terms of, I mean, you know, as well as anybody, you know, the ups and downs, uh, you know, people, expectations, whether the, whether you meet them or not. You know, what do you what do you look for, you know, from Elijah in terms of, you know, moving on in this process? What what do you want for him out of this? Um, I want him, I want Elijah to, uh, out of this whole process to, to be the best he can be, be the best version of himself and, uh, you know, reach for the stars and, uh, you know, whatever comes his way is just knock it down, you know, just have that straight, uh, mentality of, you know, reaching your goals and, and your dreams and don't let nothing get in the way. Anything that does come in the way, then, you know, have that, like he's had that mentality of going through it, figuring it out and keep learning. Like, uh, Rohan said in, in terms of uh, growing from it and knowing next time when similar things come around and, and just make his mark, make his mark and, and, and do it. You know, he did it his way and, 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 and you know, was, you know, someone that everybody re- re- knows and remembers and, 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 with, you know, can learn from as well as, you know, because Elijah has always been that give back guy going to different camps and talking to kids and, you know, and giving back to different uh, community efforts and stuff. So, you know, to to have that legacy in terms of he was that guy that came to a middle school and a grade school and, uh, you know, talked to kids and and not just being one that just did it for himself and, and, and just his family alone, but someone that gave a little bit of himself to, to everybody, you know, because he has a lot to um, offer. Well, all right. Thank you. Thank all of you guys for uh, taking the time out. Uh, to talk to us today, um, this was this was great. It was enlightening. Uh, again, to be a top guy at this at this level, even at even at your young age, it takes focus. Uh, it, it takes you know it takes a special focus and and determination. And you definitely have that. And you have, and obviously you have the people around you uh, supporting you uh, with the same with the same type of focus and determination. But, um, you know, so like I said, thanks again. Uh, again, Elijah Fisher, top five consensus 2023 uh, class of 2023 prospect out of Canada. Uh, six, six combo. Actually, six, seven now. He's six, seven. Now. Six, oh, sorry. Seven. Correct. Sorry. Correct. Six, six, seven and six, seven and growing. Need uh, that o- <laughs> only only a sophomore. Crestwood prep, right? Yeah. yeah. At, at, at Crestwood prep. Uh, of course, all all schools won him. Also, thanks to Ro Russell, uh, grassroots legend, founder of Grassroots Elite in Canada. And thank you to Pops, of course, Rohan Fisher, uh, for joining us and, uh, you know, pr- producing this, this monster talent. And since it's Jamaica, we have to give a shout out to Bob Marley and Marcus Garvey, <laughs> the Honorable Marcus Garvey. All right. One love. <laughs> one love. One, one love. love. For real. For real. For real. <laughs> No, but thank, thanks a lot for joining thank us. Thank you, and, our brothers, man. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, we're watching you, Elijah, of course, and rooting for you and all that. But, you know, it seems like, you know, you don't, you don't need much else uh, to, <laughs> for success because it, it looks like you got it. You're determined. 
Thank keep you. that text in your take keep that text in your phone all the way through, man. For sure. <laughs> all right. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. Right, thank you. All right, no problem. Thanks. All right, thank you. All right. Sounds like he's a monster. Elijah Fisher. Oh. Uh look, you know, look out for him. Like I said, top five. Some people have him two. Uh some people have him one in terms of you know the top talent in 2023 out of, you know out of Canada Canada's doing their thing big yeah. time big yeah. time it's, like it's no, Canada it's no surprise anymore no it's no surprise some of the best players we had the what the number 2 pick come out of Canada uh with 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 uh RJ Barrett who's now you know having a successful campaign with the Knicks and mm-hmm. in 2019 they had six draft picks right so Canada is not sneaking up on anybody and a lot of it again, has to do with the African diaspora. All these brothers are are from the motherland one way or another. And, you know, they're showing and proving that we're all the same athletically and with with supreme IQ. You know, we have high intellect when it comes to a whole lot of things, more so than basketball. Yeah, yeah, that goes goes without saying for sure. Like you said, um, all all that talent coming out of Canada and then for people to seriously be talking about him as, you know, maybe being the best ever to come out of there. I mean, that, you know. That says a lot. That says, says a whole a lot. lot. So, <laughs> you know, we'll keep an eye out. Elijah, Elijah Fisher. You're, you're, Elijah Fisher. If you haven't, if you haven't heard it yet, you heard it now. And it's and he's six six, not six. He's six seven, yes. not six six. My bad, my bad. I should have known. I should have known he was growing. Only a sophomore, right? Only a sophomore. absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, so th- so everybody, thanks again for listening to a, another great episode of Up Next. Um, keep listening, keep subscribing, keep reviewing and rating the podcast. Give us those those uh, five star ratings. We appreciate absolutely. them, and uh, of course, follow us on social media on Instagram at UpNextPod on Twitter at UpNext underscore pod and there it is yes sir peace till next time family peace no limits in the sky go ahead and take your shot this one is for the city let's show them how we rock coaches used to call my phone what you doing just got home practice make them perfect perfect timing put me in my zone 2, 3, 32 33 like birdie 2 time to put on for your city when they never heard of you ball player ain't no watching from the side uh, picking up them pieces ain't no limits in the sky uh, said you got up next well gonna show them why uh, one two that's a three now take your shot ball player bishop lachlan purple and gold that's a flex on uh, collie green got me a scally for he left uh.